0: I'm a human being. I am not a machine. I'm just like you. I just chose a different career. Expanding possibilities, the mindset zone.
1: I'm your host, Anna Malikian. And before we start, please remember to visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. To access all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at mindset.zone. And if you want to get the free chapter of my book, Mindset Zone, please go to mindset.zone. Forward slash book. Today, our special guest is Tammy Barlett. Tammy is a retired U.S. Air Force fighter pilot with 3,000 flying hours and over 1,500 hours of combat support time assisting and protecting troops on the ground in both Iraq and Afghanistan. She is now a mental performance coach, an amazing speaker, and the founder of Athena's Voice. Welcome to the Mindset Zone, Tammy. Thank you. I appreciate it. And Tammy, I'm really so thrilled about this opportunity of speaking with you because you you have done amazing stuff in your life, uh, including serving the U.S. Air Force for over 20 years. And you have learned a thing or two about being prepared for the unexpected. I love a quote that you often, I think, use in your speeches that is, We cannot park in a cloud. What is that quote that you use? Yeah, you can't just pull over on a cloud. (laughs) Yes. So you really, in highly demanding situations, you really had to step into the training and step into everything. So can you tell us about one of the more critical situations you have to face as a USA Air Force pilot?
0: Of course. I think that one of the more critical situations we face would typically be any emergency that happens because as you know, when you're flying, things can go wrong. And like I said, just a minute ago, you can't just pull over on a cloud and you can't always just land. You're not right next to a landing strip all the time. And even if you are, there might be things you need to do before you can actually land the aircraft. So we have to be prepared in advance mentally as far as mindset goes, and with respect to our training, that makes a significant difference in how you handle those unexpected things that go wrong. So and, I would say emergencies absolutely yes. are one of our thre-
1: threats. And this is something that uh, you are trained for.
0: Absolutely. We do a lot of training. In, in fact, we do so much training that I remember thinking, are you kidding me? This I, This is probably an emergency that I'm never even gonna have. But the key there is that even if that emergency was one I never experienced, every time we prepared, we were preparing mentally, how we were going to approach it. And when something happened, what our mindset and you know, mental state would be. And that was
1: really important. And can you tell us about the situation where uh, things were really tough that you were so grateful for having all that training?
0: Yeah. In fact, it's interesting because we did all this training and I always had this fear that when the emergency popped up, would I actually do what I was supposed to do? Because they put you in simulators all the time and you know something wrong, is going to go wrong. But if you're just flying a mission focused on the mission, something's wrong. I found it very interesting that the training absolutely, when it's you know, really foundational and really you go over it thoroughly. So one of those situations was I was in Korea. I hadn't flown in three months because Korea was my first fighter assignment. And it took a while to get everything sorted and moved over there and all my paperwork. It was, it was typical for that to happen. So when I finally got airborne in the A-10, which is a single seat aircraft, there are no two seat training models. It had been over three months since I'd flown and I was a little nervous. That's natural, but I was so excited (laughs) and we were airborne flying around, just executing, you know, some training things and just getting back in the jet. I had a a flight lead. So there was someone with me in another aircraft. We were flying formation and I had an oil system malfunction Hmm. and I had to shut the engine down and we only have two. So, that is considered a major emergency. And I had to land at another base, not even my own base. And it was, you know, it was almost like a non situation, which is really interesting. I thought, well, that wasn't a big deal. But what happened was when I landed and they got the aircraft fixed the next day, I flew it back to my home station. I was greeted by the bros in the squadron (laughs) with handshakes and even hugs and comments like, awesome job. The last pilot to get into that situation crashed the jet. Wow. So it just shows you, you know, your training really can kick in. And I I felt very calm. I could tell that my, my, my uh, instructor pilot who was flying in the other jet with me in formation was no more, I think he was more nervous than me.
1: So. Yeah. And and this remind me, because I had the pleasure here in the mindset zone podcast of interviewing one of your pals, the Kim Campbell.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, And she's amazing.
1: And she also has amazing stories of exactly how the power of the training and what she calls the wingman culture to have other people there in your being your wing, uh, in your wings and the, the power of the team. And it's incredible all like you are speaking about the importance of the training, the importance of going over things that we thought well this is impossible or what is the probability of this to happen and that gets you ready for when things get tough you are ready yeah. to to do it and now uh, because so they say you have all this experience you then you kept working in their force uh, in many different uh, functions and now you are teaching others how to keep going how to not give up even when facing with these things that we cannot say, okay, I'm out because we are in the middle of it. So can right. you tell us a little bit about your work now and how all your previous experience has an impact on your work now?
0: Yeah. Well, when I retired from the air force, I knew that I wanted to take what I had learned and share it with other people to make an impact. Cause My, my goal in life is to make a positive impact on others. You know, even if I'm not teaching someone how to fly anymore, there's definitely ways I can help people and mental performance and mindset is so powerful. So what happened was a lot of people ask me, how did you do everything that you did? And I didn't really think much about it when I was asked that, you know, years ago, I just, I kind of thought, well, I kind of wanted to say Nike, you you know, just do it. You (laughs) just just keep going, but that's not helpful to anyone. And so I had to take a lot of time. And I I did this after retirement when I was developing my, my speaking business, how did I do it? How exactly did I do this? And so I, I broke it down and I, basically the concept I, I started with is I realized that when a problem would come up i fought the tendency to get sucked into the problem alone for example you know when you're flying an aircraft in the situation with that when i had to shut the engine down i noticed it because my oil system was not functioning properly and if i had simply stared at that gauge and thought oh my gosh this sucks what am i going to do about this and kind of get sucked into the problem I would have either crashed or had to eject. So I apply that concept to life as well. We can't just get sucked into the one problem. We have to keep our cross check of life going is what I call it and keep handling other things. And how often you go back to that problem and how how long you stay with it is gonna depend on the problem. You have to deal with it, but you cannot forget about the big picture. You gotta look outside and fly your plane. You gotta look at the other gauges so that's the, that's the overarching concept. And then I have three sub categories
1: that I break it down into. And before I, I want to dig into this, but there is a parallel there that, that you are telling me here with the specific story that you retell that you were in a tough situation, but you were prepared and mm-hmm. you dealt with it and you thought this is not a big deal. And then the others is when you saw the reaction on your team that you realized, oh, OK, maybe I'm, this was I, I did good. I did good here. And and then when uh, people were after you um, you left the Air Force and you were uh um, people were saying, how do you do this? How do you do that? You only really realize the power of what you were doing when you got that reflection from others asking you or exactly back.
0: I think for me, I believe that in order to keep my ego in check, that I personally had to not think that what I did wasn't important, but not put it on a pedestal. You know, it was a job. I just happen to choose a job that gets a lot more attention than other jobs. I, I really think that everybody has amazing abilities in them and whether they're a school teacher, a counselor, an accountant, they're just as amazing as me. They just chose a different career and you just have to you know put your head down and apply the concepts of you know, pushing through and persevering into whatever it is that you do.
1: Love it. And not losing the big picture that you are referring. There not you go. The big picture. Ju- not just yeah. on the problem, is important, mm-hmm. but also the big picture. So tell us about your approach, the approach that you teach.
0: Yeah, I use an acronym called PEZ, like the candy. So the first letter P stands for preparation and specifically preparing for the unexpected. The E stands for the enemies within which would be like lack of confidence and imposter syndrome and the thoughts that we have in our head that don't serve us. And then the Z is get in the zone. You, once you make that decision that you want to do this thing, whatever it is you have a goal for, you put your head down and you get in the zone. And I, you know, I can on each of those in
1: my keynote. So here, let, let's let just go a little bit in each one of these, because I think um, this is really powerful. And I love the simplicity of three things, mm-hmm. P-E-Z. So mm-hmm. the P, prepare for the unexpected. So you already spoke about being um, in your uh, professional. You are super prepared, but right. how people can go about uh, in whatever they do and uh, get this preparation that maybe they don't they didn't have the training in the military so they don't have that so comprehensive kind preparing Mm -hmm. for them expected how can they do it
0: yeah and it's it's funny because i listened to a, a podcast years ago that talked about how pilots do this thing called contingency planning which i'd been a pilot my whole career so i didn't realize that it wasn't something that everyone else did So I think that most people know preparation includes preparing for what it is you're going to do. That's, that's a given, but there also needs to be what could go wrong. And a lot of people say to me, well, Tammy, I can't prepare for everything. And I absolutely agree. If you try and prepare for everything, you'll never get anywhere. So, but you can prepare for one or two most likely scenarios. So the best thing the, pl- the best place to start is to think about what is it when you lay down in bed at night and you can't go to sleep what is it that's keeping you up you know are are you going to get on a big call tomorrow and you're wondering if your internet is going to fail i mean that's that's a contingency plan so what are you going to do about it i mean I, that's something i actually deal with as the keynoter i actually record my entire keynote in advance and have a link to it so that if i can't get there i they have the link and they start playing that. So you have a backup plan. And again, you don't plan for everything, but you plan for one or two most likely things. And what will happen over time is you will build up an arsenal of ways to deal with these different problems that come up in actual scenarios. But the other thing that you're doing is you're preparing yourself mentally. So when those things go wrong, again, even if it's not the thing you prepared for, you are more calm and capable and able to push through whatever problem came forward because you expected it. You expected that something might go wrong. And I call that expectation management, which is huge.
1: And I love this. And I think this is a very important point to make because I'm all about positive psychology and all about positivity. And at the same time, uh, there is a... Uh, sometimes the oversimplification of concepts saying, oh, just think the positive, focus (laughs) on the positive, and even the manifestation and all of that, that are important concepts and powerful concepts. And we know from research in positive psychology that there is is a very good strategy also have these contingency plans, these plan Bs. Uh, when things go wrong and we have a plan, we can deal with things much better than if we don't have a plan, if we didn't thought about that. So, yes, like you are saying, there is a balance. If we just focus on what can ro- go wrong and all the possibilities will never move and we never go in the implementation mode. But we have to find that right balance between, OK, even in terms of positivity, Uh, Think in a positive way. Think about Mm -hmm. our goals, where we want to go. And at the same time, be prepared. The two things are not uh, one or the other. I think the both here is what makes it very, very powerful.
0: I think, and there's the, I I like to say, expect the best, prepare for the worst. Yes. But it doesn't mean you're a negative Nancy. It doesn't mean things are going to go bad because you've thought about what could go wrong. You can still expect the best. And I think that it sends you more positively forward, like with a more positive mindset forward, because you have a little peace knowing that eh, if something goes wrong. I am prepared. I was giving a keynote a few months ago. And you know, that one thing happened where the slides didn't work. And it was funny because I was talking about contingency planning and being <laughs> prepared. And I didn't even think about this, but the people watching were like, you did exactly what you told us we should do. You just kept moving. And I was like, oh yeah, I did.
1: Walking the talk, I love that. So is that, so P, prepare for Mm -hmm. the unexpected. Then I love the, so it's the enemies within, that negative inner critic voices or voice or voices in many cases. So tell us a little bit more about that.
0: Yes, this gets a lot of reaction from people when they hear me talk about this because they'll say to me, wait, you're a fighter pilot. You struggled with confidence. You had <laughs> imposter syndrome. You I'm like, absolutely. I'm a human being. I am not a machine. I'm just like you. I just chose a different career. I have all those crazy thoughts in my head that I don't belong there. And I I'm not good enough. And, you know, you have to defeat those. And, the other thing I think is important tied into that, not just those negative thoughts, but the emotions. One thing I like to, to share with people is when, so, when something goes wrong and you have a failure, you know, I would, a lot of people will do what I wanted to do. Into, like Intellectually, my thought process is, oh, okay, get back in the books, fix the problem, go forward. But something in my gut always told me, no, you need to stop. Don't put your face in the books yet you need to feel this. And I'll be honest, it felt like a waste of time. And even, even now, when I know it's not, I still thinking, Oh, it's a waste of time. I need to get back in the books. I need to study and whatever it is I need to prepare, but I know enough to go, okay, I'm going to feel it, whatever that means, whether it means cry, punch something, not people, you know, <laughs> go work out, whatever it means you need to like release it yeah. so that you can move forward in your preparation quicker and not carry that, that weight around. Like I, I tell people, if you don't do that, if you don't let that release happen, I say it's like running a race with a weight vest, take the weight vest off and then go run the race. You don't, you might train with a weight vest, but you're not going to run the race with it. So get rid of it.
1: And, and the, so the feeling, feeling the feelings that is so important, finding a uh, healthy ways of yeah. allowing that process to happen is, uh, even if we feel stress is, we know that it's important to complete the, the, the stress cycle and to let it really, uh, to, uh, otherwise we'll stay there lingering. And yeah. you are, so is the, so acknowledging that the negative voices, the, yeah. the negative feelings, and then do something about it.
0: Yes. And sometimes to me, that requires me, you might even have to go reach out to your friends and family, someone you who believes in you to help kind of bring you back up. I think that our society preaches that you need to be strong and independent and do things on your own, but we're social beings. We are meant to be connected. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with reaching out to other people to have them help you. And I think sometimes that's where we, we fail a little bit and we could, we could propel ourselves out of this failure quicker if we deal with the emotions and get that fog on and then lean on those who believe in us and use their beliefs. Sometimes our belief fails us, but other people have a good perspective. I mean, it's like. Personally, I see myself sometimes it's like me reading a book from an inch away from my face. I cannot read the words, but my friends and family are, they can, they have it away from their face a bit. And they're like, oh, Tammy, it clearly says that you need to do a, you know, go, go forward,
1: you know? So. I, yeah. I love this. And I love the nuance and this point that you are raising here, because this the E, the enemies within, uh, you can deal with it a lot. itself. Self-development work is uh, what goes on between our two years. And if we get what uh, uh, that in check, we we really are in a much better shape to face all the challenge that life throw us. And at the same time, just because it's that inner work and that, that self-development work doesn't mean that we have to do it alone. The two right. things are important. And like you were saying, I totally agree. I always say, say yes, we are social beings. We are human beings, are connecting beings. And the, the yes, we live in a Western society that uh, here in the United States is a lot of in the independence. And even the Independence Day is about, but the Independence Day, uh, the United mm-hmm. States becoming independent of the United Kingdom will never happen if they do not trust interdependency. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So I think we have always to take that in consideration and that is okay to ask for help is okay to be surrounded by people that support us and to help us to take things to the next level.
0: Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm betting there's people listening to this that heard, heard me say I'm a fighter pilot and I struggle with confidence and posture syndrome. And guess what? It made them go, huh? Okay. I'm okay. Yeah, And it, it's going to help them. I mean, that's what we do. We help each other.
1: Yeah. And even I think your your experience as a fighter pilot, yes. And mainly you're describing in being an airplane that this was only one person inside the plane. But you depend on the team. It's the interdependence. That yes. plane only is on the air because of all the team of mechanicals and other People that allow them that you to, when you sit in the pilot seat to be able to fly that thing.
0: Yes. And it's so ironic that you mentioned that because I literally this morning just posted a, a short video and it, you know, it's, it was titled Solo Doesn't Mean You're Alone. Yeah.
1: So absolutely. Yep. So be prepared. So, P. Yep. prepare for the unexpected, e, the enemy within, mm-hmm. learn how to deal with that, uh, the with the enemy within, with the, the, that inner voices as the self-growth, self-development, but using all the resources and all the power of interdependence. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, the Z. Tell us about the Z.
0: So the Z is get in the
1: zone. And... I think,
0: I think this, in my opinion, I haven't done research or anything, but I think this is where a lot of people kind of lose their way because what I see happening is people will set a goal. And what I like to say, if you set a goal and it's something you really want, I mean, you did you did a solid goal setting technique to decide that you want to do this. It's in alignment with your core values. It is something you truly want. And if nothing has changed, You need to take on a no quit mentality because what I see happening is when things get tough, you, it takes a lot of thought energy. I call it thought energy. And to me, it's very precious and you need all of that thought energy when something gets challenging to address the challenge. And if you are, you know, siphoning away some of that thought energy going, Hmm. It's getting tough. This is tougher than I actually thought. Cause usually things are tougher than we expect. So expect that. So when it gets tougher than we think, you can't start having these siphoning thoughts to take away this thought energy of, you know, sh- maybe I should quit. Maybe this isn't right. Maybe I shouldn't do this. No, the decision-making phase is over. Like you have to say the decision-making is done and I'm going to move forward. So you get it. What I, that's why I say you get in the zone. So when things happen, you, do I have those thoughts? when I struggle, absolutely. I have those thoughts. It's what you do with those thoughts that count. I'm not saying they don't come up. It's acknowledge, dismiss, acknowledge, dismiss. I'm not going to feed it energy. I'm not going to let it siphon away my thought energy because I need all of that. And if I don't, if I let that happen, if I let that that those thoughts seep in and take away my thought energy, I might actually create a self-fulfilling prophecy and not be able to complete whatever it is I want to complete because I'm not focusing in the right place.
1: I cannot agree with you more. And uh, you told something in the beginning that I really want to underline because uh, I think it's essential. You said that uh, Okay, when you set the goal after you do the work of making sure that is congruent with your values, because that is, I think, and other things, because that I think the, in many cases, that is the issue, because we know from the mindset work in cognitive psychology and social psychology, they differentiate between what they call the deliberative mindset from the implemental mindset. And the characteristics of one and the other are different. When we are deliberating, making the decision, we are using different skill set that is important to evaluate things, to be open to different stuff. And then when we make, is that Rubicon moment, we make the decision then Mm -hmm. to switch our Tools And the, the things that give us support to that to go to the implement the implemental mindset and mm-hmm. then is focus mm-hmm. focus and doing it so and I think you are speaking to that and it, but if we fail to do well the deliberative part mm-hmm. then when an s- uh, obstacle arises then we start to question everything
0: right. Yeah, that brought up two things in my mind. First, it brought up the fact that I didn't until too, I think way too late in my career, develop personal core values and, and understand what my personal core values were at a at a very conscious level. So for me, it connection, impact, authenticity, integrity, and wisdom. Those are the five things that really matter to me. So I think it's important that you know yours before you go forward, because if your goal doesn't align with that, like you said, when you hit that obstacle, you, it's not going to feel, you're like, mm, I don't think this may, and you might not know why. So if you do that work first, it's helpful. The other thing it brought up, and this, this makes it a little more applicable to everyone to be able to see what I'm talking about here. So my daughter is a very gifted runner. And I run as well, but I'm, you know, I'm 46 and she's 15. She, she placed 23rd in state in Arizona as a freshman last year. Wow. So she's good, but we were, but we work a lot on mindset because that's where she needs the work. We were running one day, we were at Texas Christian university. Cause she was at running at a track camp and I had made the decision on my run. I didn't tell her this, but okay. My goal in my head was like, I am not stopping. I don't care how slow I go, but I am not going to stop for 30 minutes period. And we got to this really big, I that was a really big hill. There's not a lot of Hills where I, like in my neighborhood here at home. So I was like, this is a really big hill. And I was huffing and puffing and I ended up passing her up this hill and I'm like, I told her, I'm like, Hey, I told myself I'm just not quitting, but because I had made the decision before I went and that was my goal and it was reasonable. made sense. You know, I, it was easier for me to push through versus her. She had not made that goal. She thought, wow, this, this is brutal right now. I'm going to walk for a second. Um, and you know, we just learned a lesson there.
1: So yeah. And you did your prep work. I did. <laughs> you were you prepped, you did the mentally prep and the the you had um, already like a plan, a contingency plan for the enemy within because, oh, he says this is too much for me. This is too much. But you said, but uh, even if I walk, even if I drag, I will do it. So, yep. and that allow you to be in the zone of pressing forward.
0: Exactly. It allowed me to focus and just Press through. I didn't have to give a lot of thought energy to it because I already decided, nope, keep going. And I started telling, but I started using the, (laughs) you know, if if someone, I mean, I'll even talk to myself when I'm running, like, I I got this, I can do this. Like, and mostly it's in my head. But when I'm with my daughter, sometimes I'll say it out loud so she can hear what I'm thinking.
1: (laughs) Yes. I know. And it's so important how do you say from this positive energy place, pushing, we can push ourselves and achieve more from a positive force from a pulling energy, not, the, it's not that, oh, I, you are not criticizing because that is almost giving, feeding the negative voice inside. It's from a positive place that you are saying, yes, you can do this. Yes. If yeah. You-
0: I mean, you can think of it as feeding the negative or like I said, puncturing a hole in your positive energy and now it's siphoning that away. Like I want to keep all that. Yes. So
1: <laughs> I love it. And I, I absolutely love what you said about the values, the core values. And, and this is something I'm going to be doing an interview exactly about these four companies, but I think it has to do also for individuals. That is the mission, vision, and value statements uh, that the, the articulation of it, like you are speaking for an individual level, the clarification, mm-hmm. okay, these are my core values, yeah. help us to Uh, give us the foundation to face adversity
0: yeah so i have a statement to create life-changing impact through authentic connection thought and action
1: love it can you repeat it
0: (laughs) to create life-changing impact through authentic connection thought and action
1: thought thought and action love it love it love it So where people can learn more about you and your work and getting you as a speaker for their organizations, where they can go? Well, the best place to
0: connect with me personally is on LinkedIn. That is my absolute favorite. And that's where I'm going to be the most. So Tammy Barlett on LinkedIn. And then I also own Athena's Voice, which is a speaking business that features Ten female military pilots yeah. who go out into the world speak and share their stories. Because sometimes I'm not the right fit for every event, um, and there's some amazing ladies on there that I that are just have great stories. That it is Athena, as in the the goddess of wisdom and war. So Athena's
1: Voice, V O I C E U S A dot Love it, and I will make sure that I all put all these links and even. Other podcast episodes that related, the one that I spoke about, deliberative and implemental mindsets. I will put the link for that, and, and so that way, if people like what I listen here, they can keep listening to others and absolutely following you on LinkedIn and getting you for their next event. If they have opportunity to listen to you live, I highly recommend. So thank you for your time today here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor.
0: Expanding possibilities, the mindset.
1: Thank you for listening. And remember to visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. There you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at mindset.zone. And if you want to get a free chapter of my book, Mindset Zone, please go to mindset.zone book. As always, I'm so grateful you are here. Expand what's possible for you, for the ones around you, for the world.